0: And now, Grant Napier! Hey and hi again everybody. Welcome to another episode of If You Don't Like That. I want to begin by welcoming my newest sponsor, Blazona Development. And they have got their new project, Sunrise Landing, in Calusa. Now, this project started in 2019. It consists of 180 houses in total. Phase one is sold out. They are already in phase two. Both phase one and phase two consist of around 40 homes each. And there are approximately five phases in total. Now, there's no HOA, no Melarus, Several move-in ready options with a variety of different floor plans and elevations. Six models ranging from... The 470,000 range to the mid 630s. Just go to their website, com. That's com. And again, thrilled to have Plazona Development as part of my new sponsor here on If You Don't Like That. Yes. NBA theme music. You know what I thought today? It's depressing. Sad to see what's going on around the world. I think most of us would agree with that. I think if you're not in that plight, then you're probably not human. And I just thought, you know, why don't we have some fun today on If You Don't Like That? Two weeks from tonight, the home opener for the Sacramento Kings as they take on the Golden State Warriors. And this theme music, if you remember, from the 80s on CBS 83 to 89. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, the 80s, the Lakers, the Celtics, and oh yeah, the Sacramento Kings who came to town in 85. And I was behind the microphone beginning in 1988. And I used to love it when I used to hear this theme music from CBS. And I used to remember the voices of Dick Stockton, Brett Musburger, the good old days in the 80s, And that great rivalry. But you know, when I think of the best NBA theme music of all time, you have to go with the music that John Tesh put together for NBC. You know, when I think of this music that NBC used from 1991 to 2002, the first thing that comes to mind the Sacramento Kings, who were on NBC a lot in the latter part of this theme music, I think of Marv Albert, a spectacular move! I think of that era of basketball. The Kings came alive. This city of Sacramento came alive. That music. 91 to 2002. It's my favorite. I could listen to that all day long and the memories from that era of basketball. You go from CBS in the 80s to NBC in the 90s. And again, this ran all the way through 2002. You think of that era, Michael Jordan in the 90s. And when I think of Michael Jordan in the 90s, I was so blessed to do his games from when he came into the career or began his career. Early on in my career, going to Chicago Stadium before they moved into the United Center, there was nothing like it anywhere in the NBA, including Sacramento. The old Chicago Stadium, the new United Center, three titles in the old building, three titles in the new building, and the best starting lineups, in my opinion, in the history of the NBA with the voice of the great Ray Clay. There was nothing like that anywhere in my 32 years of doing NBA basketball. As a matter of fact, I remember broadcasting the game at Chicago Stadium. I did three games there, and I did three games with Michael Jordan at the United Center. But I actually would take my headset off during the National Anthem. It's the only arena in the league where I did that. I would take my headset off, and I would look around courtside from the floor perspective. And I used to get goosebumps. And I used to tell myself, you are so blessed to be sitting here doing this. You are so blessed to be able to experience this and be able to announce this game in this environment. That starting introduction by Ray Clay was something that I look forward to on every single trip to Chicago and getting to know Bill Cartwright very well and Bill Wennington, who won multiple championships with the Chicago Bulls, and talking with some others that were part of that run, talking to Joe Klein, talking to some other friends of mine. They all say the same thing. There was nothing like the in- introduction by Ray Clay in that environment. It was as good as it gets. And you could not get a ticket unless you had a lot of money to go watch Michael Jordan. Just couldn't do it. Just could not do it. And they moved from the old stadium into the United Center. And you know what? The environment was still amazing. There was nothing quite like being at the Chicago Stadium. I mean, it was just a very intimate incredible, loud building in a bad area of town. But boy, when you were in there, whether it was for the Chicago Bulls or the Chicago Blackhawks, there was nothing quite like it. And I remember the Kings actually won a game when Rodney McRae was on the Kings, who played so well. And I remember interviewing Rodney after the game at Chicago Stadium. I also remember the great matchups between Mitch Richmond and Michael Jordan. To this day... Uh, Those were as good as any individual matchups that I can remember throughout the entire history of the Sacramento Kings. There is nothing quite like Mitch Richmond and Michael Jordan. And Michael acknowledged that. Mitch acknowledged the fact that it was his greatest challenge to go against Michael Jordan. And it was must-see TV. It was must-see TV. But as far as Ray Clay goes... And that introduction for the Chicago Bulls, it doesn't really get much better than that. Of course, there are other theme musics in the NBA. Personally, I I think it's difficult to match what we listen to already, the CBS theme, the NBC theme. For me personally, you know, the, the NBC theme is my favorite. It's my favorite. I think it is outstanding. I mean, John Tesh, composing that music was an absolute thing of beauty i mean it really was it was absolutely beautiful here's the music that espn uses i don't think it compares to cbs and nbc I mean, it's good. I mean, I I don't mean to slight it. It's good. But compared to NBC, the theme music by John Tesh and CBS, eh, I put it in third place. Of course, you know, normally when... We hear the music of the themes that I'm playing. It's normally because it's a big game, right? And for the Kings, it's so nice that they are going to be on national TV uh, multiple times this year after being ignored. And really, we understand that for good reason. I mean, you you can't really criticize the NBA for not putting the Kings on national TV because they've been really bad. But this year, they're going to be on ESPN and they're going to be on TNT. Theme music for TNT two weeks from today. The Kings and the Warriors, Sacktown, Golden One Center, after opening up the season on the road in Salt Lake City a week from this Wednesday. Folks, thought we needed a little calmness in our lives this weekend. Happy Friday the 13th. Have yourself a fabulous weekend. Stay safe, but don't go anywhere because I've got my Crowd Ultra. And Grant Strand, coming up next. Hey, this podcast is also brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. New Works Plumbing, they're awesome. Plumbing needs, plumbing repairs. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Let's get to our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Joe asks, will the Mavs have another disappointing season? Joe, I think they're one of the teams with a real big question mark next to them. Can Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving play together? We're gonna find out. Keith wants to know if I've been watching the MLB playoffs. Not a lot, Keith. Not a lot. Ben asks how many NHL and NBA games does it take to know the type of a season team will have? Great question, Ben. I believe twenty. I always use one quarter of the season, both in hockey and and the NBA hockey's different because if you make the playoffs as an eighth seed, you can still move right along into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Just go ask, or the Stanley Cup finals. Just ask the Florida Panthers. You know, you get momentum, you get a hot goaltender. It's a little bit different in the NBA. But I always like to use 20 games. That's my normal barometer. Excellent question. Kyle knows uh, asked that I have a relationship with Brendan Malone or only Michael. M- my relationship was mostly with Michael. But uh, I did get a chance to know Brendan, a great man, really respected by many in the league, and my heart goes out to Michael uh, and his family as his dad passed away this week. Dylan wants to know, is Randy Gregory a good addition for the 49ers? I think it is, Dylan. I think it is because it adds depth. So for that reason, yes, I do. Charlie asks, how should the Patriots go about rebuilding? Well, the first thing they have to decide, Charlie, is whether – you know, Mac Jones is their quarterback or not of the future. That, that's the first thing. Okay. And then after that, they have to decide what direction you're going to go in with a quarterback. But that, that's the first thing that they have to determine. And I, I don't think they know yet. I don't think they know yet. And that is our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Grant's Well, another game and another loss for Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. This is the same guy that before the season began called out Nathaniel Hackett, last year's head coach and his staff, for uh, maybe the worst coaching job in NFL history. Well, Sean, you might want to look in the mirror because your team may be worse than the Broncos of last year. Last night's game, not indicative of how lopsided the contest was as Kansas City beat Denver, their inability to punch it in in the red zone or else this game would have been a blowout. And I like Sean Payton. I've had him on my show a couple of times, and I respect him, and I've been a fan of his, but this is called karma, Sean. You know, what you did to Nathaniel Hackett and his coaching staff was uncalled for, it was unprofessional, and you lost to the Jets. Now you lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. You've lost to everyone except for... One team, the comeback win against the Chicago Bears. Pathetic, Sean. Your team is absolutely pathetic. And this job that you and your staff doing goes down as a bad one. I'm not going to call it the worst in the history of the NFL like you did with Nathaniel Hackett, but it's pretty darn bad. Pretty darn bad. And that is my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. Thank you very much for joining me and hope you have a fabulous weekend. So long, everybody.